Welcome to the Quarter to Three Movie Podcast for Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. My name is Tom Chick. I'm here with Christian Malinsky. They named me after the girl who saved my life. And with a Jumanji, welcome to the jungle tagline, Kelly Wand. It's like Mazes and Monsters, but with a different Hanks. Ooh, too deep. Too deep for you. Yeah, is that where Tom Hanks was like a killer? Or actually, yeah. was he the bad guy in that? Okay. No, he was nuts, but it was a Dungeons and Dragons. It was a Dungeons and Dragons old mess with your mind movie. Right, a then, cautionary tale about the evils of role playing. Yeah, like Mark felt. But then at the end, he turns into like a piece of CG. Or something. What does that like, mean? Mark felt. Why is that a Mark felt reference? Yeah, what? Because he was a real life person who who toppled a presidency with his Dungeons and Dragons testimony. Who's <laughs> the different Hanks? Hanks? Different Hanks. The Hanks that's in uh, Jumanji isn't. Colin Hanks is at the very yeah. end. Yeah. Hello. Oh, at the end. Oh, that guy. From that, Orange- count that is the movie. Dingus snarled. From Orange <laughs> County, because uh, Jake Jake Kasdan worked with him previously. Oh wait, Obviously yeah. Thought, it's- thought very highly of this Colin Hanks fellow. I was like, Colin, come on back. Let's work together again. It's a Jack Black, uh, Colin Hanks stream. Right, there you go, yeah. Oh, is that a tagline, Kelly Wand? No. Okay, well, what's another one then? (laughs) That one didn't meet the high standard of taglines. (laughs) Uh, Instead of that gem, I went with, it's like Tropic Thunder, but with Jack Black. Then I felt bad about it. (laughs) All right, and then what happened? Then I tried to redeem it with... A Raiders of the Lost Ark knockoff about a video game with Dwayne Johnson, or as Tom calls it, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot to fit on a poster, but I feel like it would be worthwhile. You know, yeah, like let that. them read now because they're not going to read when they get in the movie. That's what the movie's kind of about, isn't it? it well, let's find out. Uh, Dingus, tell folks what we saw without let's spoiling anything, and then we'll have Kelly uh, uh, plumb the depths of the plot uh, after we do some bookkeeping. I'm a plumber. All right. right. This week we saw Jumanji colon Welcome to the Jungle, a 2017 American action adventure comedy standalone sequel movie about a video game breakfast club. It was directed by Jake Kazdan and written by Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, Scott Rosenberg, Jeff Pinkner, based on the book by Chris Van Allsburg. It stars Dwayne Johnson, Kevin Cart. Did you just cough? Yeah, sorry. Just taking a little hit. That's right. Kevin Hart, uh, Jack Black, Karen Gillan, Bobby Cannavale, and Reese Davi. <coughs> that Jumanji sense. colon Welcome to the Jungle is rated PG-13 for, ad- for adventure action, suggestive content, and some language. Uh, Kelly Wan, do you take issue with that? Do you think that there's something else that the MPA should be telling parents? Um, I think the kids should just watch the parts where there's the kid characters are in it, and then they have to leave, and then the adults come into the theater. And watch <laughs> but if I was putting a sticker on the box that says Jumanji on it, I'd say it's like if your neighbor's mom made existence. That's like a tagline. Kelly, one, yeah, you put yeah. a tagline in the MPAA rating. Yeah, well, 
Why do we have to use codes for everything? Why don't we just say what it is? <laughs> You're breaking the format. Wow, all right. Let's just speak English and during on the warning labels. Instead of showing a skull, let's write out skull. Why don't we just call me Waffle Iron? Or Mark Felt. Uh, Jumanji opened at number two behind Star Wars. It made $34 million. Uh, it is at 77 on Rotten Tomatoes and 58 on uh, Metacritic. Ah. The cinema... The cinema score, A minus, so idiots were like, eh, yeah, okay, fine. Almost just episode eight quality. <laughs> uh, Kelly Wand, I would like a Jumanji welcome to the Jobsis from you right now on this podcast. What do you say to that? I'm still thinking about Dingus's waffle iron comment. I can't just stop thinking about it. Dingus, would you like to elaborate? I was, I didn't understand it either. Well, one of my name I was, you know, Kelly broke the format, so I was going to sneak in another name gag. And somebody's named after an appliance in this movie. And a fridge. That's walk, what I thought I meant. But then I thought, wait, is this movie? Does, does my Wolf Iron just died. What? I thought he was making fun of his own name in the movie in a quote that I missed. Like, oh, you're going to call me Fridge? What am I, Waffle Iron? I thought that's what you were doing. And I was like, like wait, he does that in the movie? He hates his nickname. Okay, no, sorry. I'm not that smart. Okay. I'm sorry, Tom. I just had to have that clarified. It was eating. Oh no, no. I sure no. It's absolutely. Any, anytime so anybody has iron, I gotta know everything. All right. So uh, give us a uh, welcome to the Jopsis <laughs> for Jumanji. No, I want now that silence is eating away at me. Like, what was Tom thinking during that? <laughs> okay, what did you say it was called? I forgot. I, am I close? Jumanji. Welcome to the Jopsis. That is my official theory. That's the trial balloon I'm floating. Let's yeah, see that it goes. A board game boxing some sand on a beach makes drum noises. A guy with a drum sound detector picks it up, reads the words on its lid aloud, doesn't open it, then takes it to his teenage son's bedroom, wakes him up out of bed and goes, Hey, I found something. It's pointless to me, but I thought you'd like it since someone threw it away and people have been stepping on it for years and it's not a video game. Bye. Without waiting for a response, dad leaves and shuts the door. The kid's all, a board game? (laughs) Movie tie-in video games are my event horizon. The kid yawns, puts Jumanji on a shelf, gleefully plays Jumper on his Sega Genesis till night falls, then falls asleep. He spends all day in bed. I nudge the nine-year-old sitting beside me and go, that's how I used to be at his age. Boy, has my daily routine changed. The kid in the movie pretends to snore as drums come out of the box and turn it into a video game. It's drums irritate him awake. He's all, ugh. It turned into a video game? Guess I'm insane. And puts it in his Atari. The camera loses interest and leaves as his room turns green. (laughs) Some words remind me what the movie's called. We cut to the present. Shia LaBeouf's doing cool kid Tracy. <laughs> oh, oh, so mean. Oh. To who? <laughs> to both of them. Poor actor. What, Tracy Morgan? He's cool. He's cool in this as a young man. Shia LaBeouf's doing cool kid Tracy Morgan's homework, but gets bored and plays a game called Fight Terminology on Nintendo. <laughs> we know he's good at video games because while he plays, he's all look punch, look punch, parry, parry, block, A button. Reset, unplug, kick joystick, scream at mom, smash TV. Eventually, he loses off screen. This black friend calls and goes, yo, you finished my homework, Poindexter? Shia's all, yeah, yeah. Uh, he goes to his computer and types, 
it's uh, the three greatest causes of death in the 21st century have been uh, Gettysburg Address, Women's Suffrage, and my please video game fight combo. Lols. He types submit as black guys. Meanwhile, a hot blonde girl tries for a while to take a selfie of herself sleeping, but finally gives up and just types a cranky caption about how shitty being awake is. Punishment, her principal texts her that for her bad attitude, she now has detention with a bunch of losers. I lean over to the nine-year-old texting his black friend his homework beside me and go, that girl needs to get chased by motorcycles as Jack Black for a day if she's going to mature ethically. <laughs> Meanwhile, a fat girl in gym class is all, Mrs. Snoke, I don't want to be a gym teacher when I grow up. <laughs> what? Missy Pyle's character's name. Mrs. Yeah. Snoke. The gym teacher's name. The teacher's all, what the, why you? Detention. She looks at the other girls and scowls. Anyone else not want to emulate my career path? Shia walks up to the fat girl and goes, hey, I really like what you said about gym teachers being idiots. I think I'm in love with, I mean, he pees his pants. The bully's all, hey, look, Shia urinates like a normal human. They all point and laugh at the bully for sounding too nuanced. Over the PA system, principal's all, Shia to the principal's office. Shia gets there to find the black friend sitting there looking annoyed. The principal raises some papers titled Black Friend's Homework. This is the same title as your geometry thesis from five years ago, Shia. Detention for both of you. You're both equally guilty here. <laughs> you for writing this. You for heading it in. It's equal. 50-50. The black guy's all, thanks, Shia. Now I'm going to get kicked off the parkour cheerleaders. And tomorrow we play state. Shia's all, hey, I'm the one who took money from you for plagiarizing my earlier work. So who's the real idiot? The principal shakes his head, smiling. This is just the result he wanted. For fun, Shia and his black friend walk past a burned out house. It's the one where the kid played Jumanji in the first scene, but apparently not very well. I guess he thought it was a single player game. Is that what is the problem? Is that why the video game? Tim Matheson shambles up to them and goes, A video game ate my son. <laughs> so now my house is made of ashes. <laughs> I ignores him and goes, Hey, black friend, I really like doing all your homework, and now I know you're annoyed about me getting us detention, but I think we're soulmates, and what I really want is to hang out with you. I think that'd be as fun for me as it is for you. You could get bored during D&D, and I could watch you play football and drink beer. He's like, Osner at 12. A girl pulls up and goes, hey, black character, I'm going to drive this car off a cliff. The black guy's all, yeah, great, Shy. I got to go. Bye. He gets in the girl's car, and she drives off while Shy is all, okay, cool. Works for me better this way, too. Buck, why won't jocks hang out with me? What am I supposed to do, hang out with other nerds? Ugh. The next day, the kids assemble in the principal's creepy, dark garage. He serves <laughs> forcing representatives from four separate cliques to spend the day together. The principal's all, okay, we're all out of staples, so take all the ones out of my ex-wife's magazines here. Also, there might be a video game cartridge in system that I stole lying around. They were the last things a boy who disappeared 20 years ago was touching. Um, <laughs> keep them here in the school basement for spiritual reasons. The black stickers knowingly. The principal makes a speech about the value of tension. This actually happens in the movie. While well, heartfelt, 
It's about the tension. It's about being who you're going to be. Then he walks out. The fat girl grabs a staple remover excitedly and goes, finally something I was born for. Shia clears his throat, sidles up to her and goes, hey, I thought that was pretty badass how you picked up that staple remover just now. I'm really normally into male chalks, but the pretty blonde girl's all, I'm so pretty, I'm just going to sit in the dark here. The black friend's all, yo, look, 30-year-old video games. Woo. Shia drops the fat girl with a thud and goes over to help his black friend hook up the game system to the working television the principal also stupidly left in their charge. <laughs> I always was hoping they'd do something like that. <laughs> I was in detention most days. Shia turns the game on, looks at a corporate logo screen excitedly on the TV screen, and goes... Professor Bravestones, I'll play him. He makes the fat girl hold a second controller and goes, here, no, 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 that one? Yeah, hot Scottish girl. Fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's how puberty is. The pretty girl's all, I'll play Jack Black. The black guy scowls at the screen, picks up his controller and goes, and that leaves me with black friend. What the fuck? I'm the one who failed the game. I set this whole plot in motion. Suddenly the video game turns into six of inside. They all fall through space and land in some jungle. Luckily, the fall's not enough to kill them. The game would be too short. Shy has turned into Dwayne Johnston. He's all, hey, look at me. I'm in another CG movie with Kevin Hart already. Some words appear in the sky that say, Professor Bravestones, Dwayne Johnson's likeness coincidental, weaknesses none. There's some fine print about acting ability in Harrison Ford. (laughs) (laughs) The black friend's hobbit size now, and also the guy from Soul Plane. He's like a normal Chris Tucker. He raises his wrist and goes, (laughs) Some words say, black friend, backpack where? Weaknesses, backpacks, Kate getting pushed over cliffs into stampedes by Shia. Speed, strength, intelligence, charisma, soul plane. The fat girl's all, hey, look, I'm a hot Scottish girl in Tomb Raider shorts. The Kanda? Seriously? (laughs) (laughs) I was blue and bald in Guardians of the Galaxy. She looks right at me and goes, everywhere. Her skywards are all hot Scottish girl, weaknesses, dance fighting, and some other stuff. Jack Black in a safari hat's all, oh my god, I was the popular girl. I wonder what my arc will be. A hippo eats her. A few minutes later, her new black jack. <laughs> it's probably a chart in the writer's room where they had to write, they had to draw that. Okay, and chill, hippo. Got it. A few minutes later, her new... Jack Black avatar drops from some video game sounds in the sky. Shy is all, look, you only have two black stripes left on your wrist. Those must be your lives, since we all have three, or hippo warnings. Jack Black's all, oh my god, I finally have boobs. Suddenly, some guys on motorcycles chase them around inconclusively. As a reward for failing to outwit the motorcyclists, the manager from Flight of the Concord shows up at a Jeep and drives them to some scenery. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Like, the story beats make sense, I guess. As he lets them out, he's all, By the way, Jumanji's in danger from Danny Houston. He's a demon mafioso. You need to save the land by stealing a jewel, climbing a mountain, putting the jewel in a piece of plastic, and saying the name of the franchise. <laughs> Shy is all, Wait, so we're not playing a normal game of Jumanji like Robin Williams? It's infected by this other guy, uh, the Scottish girl's all. Why doesn't he already have the jewel? The black guy's all. Shouldn't all this look like a video game instead of a live jungle? Bonnie Hunt's all. Who am I? The Concord's guy's all. Whatever I said before. Drives off. <laughs> Shia's all. Oh, then you said before. Oh, he must be an NPC. Parents in the audience. Those are these things that don't have dialogue trees. <laughs> Jack Black's all, guys, my twist is that I like being a fat middle-aged man. Look at my penis. Ten minutes later in the bushes. <laughs> oh, my God, shitting's so much easier with a handle. The Concords guy drives up and goes, trust one another. Drives off again. Suddenly, some guys on motorcycles show up and make them run to an Indian restaurant and find a room with a basket at it. They make Dwayne Johnson approach it, although he's scared of baskets. It turns out to contain G stick. He tricks it by shutting the basket. I thought that was the solution to the problem, but they keep talking. Jack Black's all. Wait, obviously we're meant to have a staring contest with it, and since I was a pretty teenage girl, I blinked the least. Her plan turns out dumb, so Dwayne Johnson tricks the stick by holding its head while his black friend removes its teeth by pinching them between his fingers. And he's all, I did that because I'm a zoologist. Shia's all, see, it's because we trusted each other, except for trusting Jack Black's stupid staring contest idea, which was dumb of us. I lean over to the big game hunter guy from the Robin Williams one and go, <clears throat> the hot Scottish girl should have defanged the snake because the fat girl she used to be was really into the staple removers. Shia's all, look, guys. A piece of fabric stapled to the back of the snake's head. It says, fine kid from first scene and like some garage place. Ugh. The black friend walks into a crowd and goes, hey, guys, look what I can do. He raises some pound cake and the second he eats it, he explodes, killing dozens around him. <laughs> His friends go, well, yeah, that's great. All right. They walk arbitrarily back into the jungle. The black guy keeps crowing on and on about how awesome he was for knowing zoology. So Shia punches him in the face and then throws him off a cliff to get killed by stampeding rhinos. Shia loses interest in killing guards, so they decide to send the Scottish girl in to flirt with them. Unlike the black guy's zoology, Jumanji doesn't automatically teach hot girls how to be sexy, so Jack Black has to instruct her. <laughs> okay, middle finger out, butt waggling jauntily. Now bite your lower lip. No, not your tongue. Dwayne's all, hey, I really liked you, fat. Both of you. He blushes and pees his pants. Finally, I start to see why Tom likes Dwayne's acting. The Scottish girl ignores everything <laughs> Jack Black told her. Luckily, the guard's ghetto plaster comes on automatically and starts playing a song. <coughs> which lets her murder them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
They don't really catch on to the ghetto blaster either. The rest all walk into a garage. A mechanic's all, hey, yo, I'm the kid from the first scene. I picked being a pilot? Ugh, dumb. Since Jack Black's really a young girl, he gets a boner looking at this guy. <laughs> He's all, how long have you been here? The guy shrugs and goes, I don't know, but where I come from, we're fine, because we only have three Star Wars movies, two Back to the Futures, and one Jumanji. And that feels like too much. <laughs> Shy is all, fly this helicopter. Whoa, why me? You're the pilot. Uh, uh, the last thing I flew, I crashed. Maybe piloting's my weakness. He raises his wrist and goes, see that? I only got one life left. Died once from the crash, once from something unspecified. So from now on, my life is here, waiting in this garage for 20 years for those guards outside that ghetto blaster to do something. Shy is all, come on. The guy's all, okay. Fortunately, <laughs> guards in the movie know what dance fighting is, even though they keep a ghetto blaster nearby. So soon the rearers get in a helicopter and fly around. At first it doesn't work, and they almost crash. But then the pilots all, hang on, and the helicopter engine suddenly works. I guess Jumanji wants them to succeed, but panic first. Oh, God, is this almost over? <coughs> Meanwhile, Danny Houston's face is blue because he's evil and because the jewel's blue or green. He's having a conversation with his motorcyclist, so I guess they're not NPCs. He's all, get the jewel, I need power. And they act depressed that they have to talk to him. Meanwhile, the hero characters trick the motorcyclist by climbing a mountain. Since they only have one life left, nobody dies anymore in the movie. I look over at the empty seat beside me and go, maybe after you lose your last life, you just get returned to your normal life. So they're dumb. Shia looks at the Scottish girl and goes, did I say I like you already? I forget. Wait, would she was the hot blonde who took selfies? That's that's you, right? <laughs> 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 they try to kiss each other but lamely because their characters and ingenue and a video game hero don't know how to kiss Dwayne Johnson puts the jewel in the plastic slot at the top of the mountain Danny Houston's all I put a hell of a fight walks off screen Dwayne's all movie's still going? what the fuck? oh yeah Jumanji <laughs> Excitement music plays. It makes all the other characters happen. Also, Restored to being awkward teens again, they blow off detention and also each other for the weekend. Then they go to Tim Matheson's house. It looks white now. Colin Hanks drives up and goes, Yeah, uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> Orange County. Huh. All right, so black guy was probably the black guy. <laughs> it's where there's no mistake in identity. You would think that the uh, part of the plot. He grins at Shia shyly and goes, "You must be Jack Black." Ugh. I've been here since 1996. I've spent 20 years seeing all you guys drive past to school all the time, and I never said anything. Now I have my own stupid kids over there. <laughs> I don't know who I'm married to. <laughs> the blonde girl's all, when I was an older dude, I had a boner for you, but this is cool also. 
The next day, Jumanji starts making drum noises again, so the black guy smashes it to bits with a bowling ball. He's all, nobody likes you, Jumanji. (laughs) (laughs) That was an applause moment. Jumanji gets destroyed angrily. Some words tell me who got paid. The end. You know, I kind of ran out of... uh, I can't remember anything that happened in the movie, like while I was watching it. Uh, well, Kelly One, then why don't you give us an over and under and let us know what you thought? That speaks volumes that you couldn't remember things as they were happening. Yeah, it was kind of too soft for me. Um, my over is, I guess, Land of the Lost, because that's a movie where it's all jokes and they basically hate where they are, which is what I thought the first Jumanji was. Jumanji wasn't somewhere you wanted to go, it was a nightmare. Um, and then I think my under is those journey movies with Dwayne Johnson where he's also in jungles. Cause I think they're probably worse than us even. Oh, you haven't even seen them. Well, I saw parts of one in a trailer. Was Brendan Fraser in those and then Dwayne Johnson took over or they were there Dwayne Johnson all along? They no, wait, I think you're right. I think Brendan Fraser was in them. It was like mummy. Tom Cruise was the Dwayne Johnson of the mummy franchise. All right, so yeah. that's your... So that's your under, and your over is uh, is. Uh, I'm the lost, which isn't a great movie, but it right. was jokes, and like it really didn't want you to think that the the name the movie place was a place you wanted to be. Like it, it, it kind of sucked. Right. And okay. So I thought that was a better. I think they also should have been littler kids too. I think like twelve or thirteen, not thirty-eight. Like they all look too young. So when they're just playing different, when they're playing movies, star versions of themselves, it's not as jarring. Like maybe that would have made the Jack Black subplot a little weirder, but I don't know. That would have been my script out. Uh, All right. I'll pass that yeah. on to the studio. Uh, Please do. So maybe they can have, make them pay for some reshoots. Seems to be. They should use this premise to make a cold set movie and kids have to fight in the cold set universe. <laughs> no right. one knows what no one knows what that is, Kelly Wan. I know, but nobody knows what Jumanji is. Is it? It's because well, it's not a. It's because it's not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think the rules of Jumanji are completely nebulous. <laughs> After two movies called Jumanji. We have no idea what it's about. The game. Okay, never mind. Dingus. Uh, yes. Dingus, give us an over and under and what you thought of this. All right. For an over, I would put uh, a movie called. Edge of Tomorrow, which is now called Live, Die, Repeat, um, which is a movie yeah. I truly love uh, because of the, uh, the thing that was going on in this movie where a character would uh, die and then get dropped out of the sky to start over again. Um, and just at the right moment, uh, I started to understand because of the tattoos uh, at the exact moment in this movie, uh, which, by the way, starts in 1996, and uh, I believe the original, which is terrible and unwatchable. Oh, my God, it is unwatchable, though. <laughs> this, the original movie is unbelievably bad. Um, the uh, Alan started his game in 1969. So I think it's cute that they start this in 1996. Anyway, at the exact moment where uh, I was worried about the stakes in this movie, where well, well, if they can just like drop out of the sky at any moment, what's the point? And then they, then they, you know, Spencer points out what the tattoo actually means, which I really loved. I didn't see that coming. Um, uh, and uh, I, I 
under I would put, I guess I would just put King Kong um, because of the jungle aspects of the movie and how I felt that the, the Peter Jackson King Kong uh, went on way too long and took itself way too seriously and just wasn't really, you know, other than Naomi Watts, who I loved in it, uh, just wasn't that great of a time for me. I, I really, I really liked this movie a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you guys. Um, I was super surprised that I loved Jumanji. I, I, I am, I could not be more surprised that I liked this. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, overlived. I and I liked it more than King Kong. Yeah. I really liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought Dwayne Johnson was incredible. Uh, I liked all of the actors in it, actually. Um, even the guy who's one of the, uh, uh, the brothers, what's, uh, not, I'm not, what's his name? Uh, Nick, what's his name? Nick Jonas. Uh, the, one of the Jonas brothers. I liked him too. I loved everybody in this. I, I thought they were great. I thought it was cleverly written. I thought it was uh, really crisply directed. Um, yeah, I really liked this thing. Uh, Nick Jonas is great, Dingus. You should see him in a movie called Goat, G-O-E-T, uh, which is a David Gordon Green script that he gave to a, a young filmmaker uh, about fraternities and hazing. And uh, Kelly, you should see it too. Ben Schneckner, a guy we also like, is in it. But uh, after watching Goat, I was like, man, who's the guy in that? He's really good. And I looked him up and realized, oh, he's a Jonas brother. He's one of these kid yeah. actors. But yeah, Nick Jonas, I like a lot. I'm looking forward to seeing where his career goes. Uh, so I, I also like this, and I think the key to this is realizing, uh, as I did about partway through, okay, this is a movie about kids and for kids. And it doesn't mean an adult can't enjoy it, but uh, it's just you just have to realize that basically this is for kids. It's a, it's a family movie, and family is just another way of saying for kids. Uh, and so my over and under are other movies that are about kids and for kids. Uh, a less successful example of this, and partly because Jack Black is so gratingly terrible in Goosebumps, is Goosebumps, which is the R.L. Stein books made into a super self-referential movie that should have been very clever but wasn't. It was just a big old messy CG thing. It squandered its cast. Uh, Jack Black was just so full of himself that he had to do one of the voices for a dumb – like Jack Black had scenes with himself. Uh, and I think part of what makes this movie work is it's it knows just how much Jack Black is enough. Like it knows, ensemble. yeah, it's an ensemble thing. Yeah. So Goosebumps, I think, is a less successful example of a movie that's about kids and for kids. Goosebumps, I you know I, I didn't object to it. I, whatever, it's not very good, but it's fine. I you know you you watch it and it happens. And if you got kids, take them to Goosebumps. You could do worse. My over is a movie that's about kids and for kids, but that I think is fantastic. And uh, I've watched this a few times. Uh, I own a copy of it. I'd like to watch it around Halloween. But there's a movie called Monster House, which is animated, which is about kids, and it's for kids. And it's also – Kelly Wan, you said you thought this was too soft. Uh, Monster House is also soft. It doesn't try to have any sort of an edge to appeal to adults, but it's still really good for adults to watch because it's quality entertainment. It's great animation. It's well-written. Uh the, the kids in it are super good. Uh, so Monster House is uh, better than this. Goosebumps is a less successful uh, iteration of this kind of thing, being about kids uh, and for kids. And, you know, one of the reasons that you know that it's for kids, by the way, and this is also something that struck me partway through the movie. 
there aren't going to be any guns, are there? I mean, the bad guys are shooting guns, but nobody good is going to use a gun, are they? Like, I kept waiting to see if the movie was going to have Kevin Hart produce a firearm from that backpack because it looked like oh. there was a there was a, could be a lot of tricks in there, but it never did because this movie's for kids. In video games, once you have guns shooting at things, you uh, in de- you go up to what's called a T rating. Like there's a rating, and one of the demarcations for ratings in video games is are you shooting guns at things. So I thought it was pretty conspicuous partway through this movie that you know they're never going to shoot a gun at anything, are they? Which is I think one of the ways you know that this is for kids. Uh, but like Dingus, I, I did. I, I I wouldn't. I would never see it again. I wouldn't. I, I don't think it's necessarily great. I mean, I think it's just it's passable kid fare, and I certainly enjoyed it. So that's where I would uh, put myself on it. You know, <laughs> I that's sure. I mean, I can't really it, like it's not for me. I, no, no, absolutely sure. I, I, the kid in me wasn't enjoying the movie, but I did really like the actors. I liked all of them, but I liked Karen Gillan's take on her character i thought it was good. she was i mean i i she was so funny i thought she yeah. was so funny she she yeah. was the one who really was surprising with like that that woman has comedic timing and she just yeah. did great with her jokes and she she was really good and just channeling this idea of being an awkward teenager and i liked her a lot yeah, yeah. and not not just i mean she she looked awful hot and i'm disappointed she didn't get to use her scottish accent she never does it's a tragedy yeah. damn it Stop making her play Americans. Um, it would have helped the part, I think. That like that that character being Scottish would have been awesome. I think. I, I wonder too. Yeah, pop. yeah. I, like I wonder so, though. Yeah, if it, she should have been called Ruby O'Roundhouse. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wonder if it was if that was a little too close to to Laura Croft, like a Tomb Raider thing, as if she got to use her accent. Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, my kid could, after the fact when I told my kid who that was, he was like. Oh wow, <laughs> he did. He didn't even recognize her. Yeah, he didn't recognize yeah, her from Oculus, either. right? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that she's in that. She was the sister. We know her from Oculus. She was a di- unless you're a Doctor Who fan, you probably didn't know who she was until Oculus and then Guardians I, of the Galaxy. Yeah. yeah, but I really liked her. I was like, how come I've never seen her before? Well, Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't give her the opportunity to play right. around like this. Like, she's just the straight villain. Just, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and she got it. Yeah, yeah. That's um, why I wouldn't have expected her to be this good. Yeah. Because yeah. anyone could have played that role. But this role called for a lot of physical comedy and a lot of timing. And she had, she had, I really like, she had actually a really cute chemistry with Dwayne Johnson. Like, their, that, their chemistry is kind of shown through, and that's not easy to do. And he's that, talented. That scene yeah. where you have adult actors pretending to be children can be super embarrassing. Like that right. is yeah. really difficult. You know, you need someone like Tom Hanks to do that. And when Dwayne Johnson and Karen Gillan did it, it, it kind of worked, didn't it? I was yeah, very it pleasantly surprised at that because imagine with other actors just how awkward and cringeworthy that would have yeah. been. It was kind of touching because she's like, I like you too. Yep. And she was really pleased. Like, yeah, you're great. Yeah. And they were really seeing through, and it looked like they were really talking to each other and not the characters they were playing. Yeah, very yeah. good. Yeah, well put. Yeah. It's impressive. So, I you love, know, it's a great I, kids' movie. Where am I, you know, taking a dump on it? I don't well, know. Because you're not a kid, Kelly Wand. You're not a kid. It's not for me. I go, ah. And I, I, I love Dwayne Johnson. I think. I think the way I think you put it perfectly, Kelly. The way they're seeing, I mean, that's great. That's a great way to put it. I love Dwayne Johnson in this. He's really, really smart, and he's able to poke fun at himself. I mean, he's always been able to do that, but he's just 
oh my gosh, he's just so free and he's having so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that that smolder bit like that he gets to do like anybody who takes guy, himself yeah. even remotely seriously that wouldn't work. Yeah. Uh, so Dingus, you said you enjoyed the cast. Can you defend Kevin Hart for me? Because oh my god, he did not work for me at all. Well, he's supposed to be the annoying character. <laughs> That's his, well, never, his trope. I don't, I don't know what else I've seen him in. Well, so, I mean, but he worked for you in this. Like he, you were okay with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The the what's the one where they play Secret Service guys? So in yeah. Central Intelligence, and here's my here's my issue with it. The the. The factor in central intelligence is that Dwayne Johnson is a super spy and Kevin Hart is the comedic relief. Reluctant. Yeah. yeah, and he's reluctant. He just won't, and it works. It's fine. Like central intelligence, it's it's dumb, but it's funny and it works. You know, that that, that central mechanic works. But I kind of felt uh, maybe maybe this is wrong. It, it felt to me like he was superfluous with Jack Black's character, that Jack Black was the comedic relief. And to me, uh, having Kevin Hart being sort of shrill, and I don't say this lightly, but it was uncomfortable. Having him kind of shucking and jiving in the background, it 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 kind of smacked of tokenism to me. Uh, and it also it didn't help that he was nothing like his high school character. Yeah. He's supposed to be playing a cool, popular yeah. big man on campus jock, and then he becomes Kevin Hart. And right. I was just really uncomfortable with how poorly he fit into the conceit and just comedically I thought he was superfluous and it was just kind of one note stuff that didn't work for me. So I just found him really grating, I'm afraid. He didn't act like the jock, you're right. He was the only one who didn't. Like Jack Black was even trying to do was trying to get into his character. Jack Black was great. He was having a lot of fun with that, with the whole conceit and same with Dwayne Johnson and Karen Gillan and Kevin Hart they hired to just beat Kevin Hart. Uh, well, it doesn't make sense in the his arc doesn't make sense because the jock doesn't need to learn. Hey, you should be the nerd's caddy. Like then you'll then you'll grow as a person. Like that didn't happen. <laughs> That's that thing. Like all the other three make sense. Like the well, hunt. he has to learn how to be the the nerd's friend again. Well, I mean, why is that? He's, why is he he's abandoned? That, he's abandoned his friend, and he's a dick. I mean, they're not friends. He's a dick. Yeah, they've sure. been friends since they were kids, and he turns out to be a dick because he's a jock and he gets everything handed to he's him. He's not a dick. He's Kevin Hart. He's just whining. It's like, Ugh. yeah, like because he's, he's because he's a child inside. I mean, he hasn't grown up. He's got a he's got a he's he's been gifted with physical attributes. He's. I mean, it's sort of it's it's a reverse thing. I mean, he's been gifted with physical attributes, but he hasn't grown up mentally. But none, I mean, he could have, but he didn't. And he's been handed everything because of his physical abilities. He's called the fridge. He's, I mean, he doesn't really look as big as like the actual fridge or anything like that. Uh, But he's been given everything. He's been handed things genetically. And yet he believes he's smart enough to do all these things. He just hasn't developed that. He just decided not to because, well, it's easier for me just to run around and and hit people on the field. Um, So, He's abandoned this friend of his. I mean, this this is sort of a trope thing. Uh, he's abandoned this friend of his. He's used him to get to quote unquote stay on the team. I could have done it if I wanted to, but I just didn't. Well, now you have to. Now you have to actually use your brain. So I, I agree that, that Kevin Hart is grating. Um, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of Kevin Hart, but I, I at least thought he was funny in a couple of moments. 
I mean, he's fine. I like because I like him in Central Intelligence. I, I like. I think that it works. It just here, it didn't. I didn't. I didn't need Kevin Hart in this ensemble. <laughs> it just felt like he was put in there. Like it just smacked of tokenism. Like we. I, I don't know. And it's I, a I waste of a jock in a different in that kind of an experience. Like he should have been like, what the fuck nerd? Well, like he doesn't know anything about these games, and he got really into his character too quickly. Well, I the thought. thing is, like like Kelly Wand, what Dingus just described, I would have liked to have seen that idea better developed. Like I like what Dingus was spelling out there, and Dingus, I love this idea that the guy who's who's the the super strong guy. Because they did weak. point out the idea that he's shorter and that he doesn't have speed, but right? But if they had, for it. yeah, if they tied that, I would have loved to have seen that developed as being tied into the fact that he's used to having speed and he's used to being tall. Like it, it didn't. F- it felt more like shtick for yeah. Kevin Hart than character development. You know, again, you should have written this script because your ideas are great and there's 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 room for playing with the jock trope that I didn't feel that Kevin Hart was really. Playing, right. it wasn't written for him that way. Um, like he, if he'd been one of the girls, it would have been interesting <laughs> to me. If the jock was in one was in one of the girl bodies, yeah. But we did. We're doing that with Jack Black though, which uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, we don't want to, We could armchair write it, but the jocks I, are more. Yeah, that's true. But for me, I really do think that, that the it, the whole the comedic relief was Jack Black. Like Jack Black was the stuff that was really funny to me. Um, yeah. And I can't. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, and, and I'm not hating on Kevin Hart because I, like I said, that dynamic works in Central Intelligence, where it's just the two of them. Uh, Central Intelligence is exactly what that sh- it's exactly what you expect, and it's it's entirely successful at that. Uh, here's another weird one. Dingus, why did they cast Bobby Cannavale, Cannavale in that oh, part? God. <laughs> what? He's awesome. Why didn't they let I him be funny? That role, but, so wait, there's there's scenes where he's just talking to his minions. Is that the game talking to itself, or is that is he an actual villain in the? Movie? Those are cutscenes. That's the joke. <laughs> Those are cutscenes. But they're not seeing it. The players aren't. We. I are. mean, the, the idea is, uh, yeah. I mean, it's the video game world, like Dingus said. Like he's not. A player who's gone into the world. The the idea that, and I think why they're casting Bobby Cannavale is he's supposed to be like a, a dashing explorer, rogue type. I thought he bad. was going to be the kid. Did you? I really thought he was going to be the kid because before the pilot oh. showed up, I go, oh, oh, you know, in, until villain, and until, it's going to be like up, right? Until Nick Jonas showed up, I had no idea. I'd totally forgotten about the kid. Yeah, uh, me too. But you have to have a villain to fight in a in a video game, so I just figured. It, but it's just weird to me that they would cast Bobby Cannavale, who's a really funny actor, yeah, and not give him the opportunity to be Bobby Cannavale. He's not know. a funny villain, and he's not a threatening villain. Well, they don't he's, give him anything to do. He's just yeah, it's just weird. I don't even know what his powers are or why. It's very ill-defined. And there's a there's no. I, I was expecting more of a boss battle. Yeah, Dingus. It, it's so so. Here's an issue that I have Stop with this movie. Uh, if you're going to make a movie for, for kids playing with these video game concepts and cliches, that's fine, and I applaud that. But I think a lot of this stuff is super obsolete, and I don't know why it's in a movie for kids who are playing modern video games. This idea about uh, three lives, that's that's a good plot hook, and that like works. Pixels. But that's and, – and I guess the idea is it's a 90, 1996 video game though. So actually, you know what? My complaints, I guess I'll take those back because they're, they're about a 1996 video game and not a modern video game because all of this stuff does not really exist in modern video games. Three lives. Well, but it's also for – I think that the video game conceit is for 
people who are dilettantes. I mean, it shouldn't it have turned into a more modern video game in the detention room. Well, it's I think Ah. it's for people who have a passing interest or understanding of video games like me. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, I have enough of an understanding of video games to really like some of the things that were going on. I liked the NPC thing. I liked, uh, I liked the life thing. I didn't understand, you know, I have just enough knowledge of Diablo to feel like, well, wait, if, if, if she's going to use her venom weakness, then she's probably going to drop the jewel too. She can't take that with her, uh, you know, over the cliff to drop into his hand because she's going to drop all of her goods. But they did establish that. Like I did appreciate that they made that a plot point. That right. he, cause, cause when they rescued Kevin Hart, when he gets Kevin, when he throws, cause this is weird too. When he throws Kevin Hart to get killed by the rhinoceroses, uh, yeah. and then verifies that he's got the jewel. Like there, there was, or no, maybe there was some point where somebody dies and then says, yeah, I've still you got keep the jewel. your inventory. Yeah. So that when she can right. sacrifice her life and basically, but you also, then they catch it. They catch Kevin Hart. Uh, in the helicopter because they know where he's going to fall from. That's a lucky break. I think the idea is he falls onto them. Like he respawns. Yeah, wherever in the they park. are. Yeah. Oh, um, all right. The music yeah. implied it was going to be a suspenseful, will he be able to catch him kind of thing. But I guess he's going to aim at them. But the thing is, it's for it, it's a movie for kids. And I know, I, right. maybe I guess that, that's maybe the hook for adults, like Dingus is saying, is that, hey, adults, we're going to, we're going to riff on video game tropes from 1996 and what video games used to be like. Uh, so, yeah, I guess you're probably right, Dingus. That does make way more sense. Um, but even as a kid, I'd want more edge in my movies like this. Well, you were a weird kid, Kelly Wand. I was a weird kid. But, like, <laughs> Willy Wonka didn't have guns in it either. But there was the sense that you could die at the walk of Well, fact. Willy Wonka, no, Willy Wonka is terrifying. It's I know. They don't make yeah, he's a weird man. But, Kelly Wand, this had, this had uh, dick jokes. Yeah, and it had really good dick jokes. That seems good. I just <laughs> okay. wanted more of it. Like when it started getting its own jokes, I went, wait, I wish the whole movie was like this. But a lot of it was just kind of like. Filler. What kind of edge are you talking about? Are you talking about characters actually dying? What kind of, I mean, what kind of. Anyone just wants the movie to be mean and cruel. Or the or the characters to be weirder and more eccentric. Instead or to people, he, he wants actual peril. He wants people really put in danger. Yeah, because that was something that, like, the first Jumanji, I don't remember being good either, Dingus, but I remember being struck by the idea that they hated it. They hated Jumanji, and if you a guy with a gun would come out and kill you in the real world. So, <laughs> Dingus, got- did, you, did you recently try to rewatch Jumanji? Is that why you're is, – did that really, is that really something that happened? Yeah, I really did try to watch it, and I tried to watch Zathura as well. All right, so uh, uh, catch us up. What did you Zathura say? Zathura is better. Zathura at least has an interesting twist. Zathura just takes it time, takes its time, like wandering around. I mean, right? I could. I, but Jumanji. <laughs> but Jumanji, Jumanji, it's funny. It is funny to see Kirsten Dunst at that age, though. That's right. funny. Uh, but it is just painful to watch. It's What's so wrong with painful. it? Well, first of all, Robin Williams is, you know... He's petrified with fear and screaming. But he... Or, I can't watch I him in it. I can't watch him in it. It's, I, uh, is it just it, like regular coked-up Robin Williams, like that kind of thing? <laughs> no, it's it's not quite that. It's, it's more like I'm trying capacity. to be important. I'm trying to be... I'm trying to do an important role here. It's weird. It's it's <laughs> weird. That. 
Well, it's yeah, like, cause he, it's like it's hook character a little, but he's screaming yeah, in terror good. for Rhinos and stuff. And tigers are swiping and, at him. And the, uh, and the, um, the, the CG is just terrible in it. Yeah, yeah, that that's one thing. I mean, right, right. But it was super early CG. Like I think back then we watched that and might not have realized. I don't know. Maybe we did. And it's then, supposed but. to be a board game CG. Like Jumanji CG maybe should be shitty. Like oh, you're gonna get a, C, a terrible CG. Rhino is gonna kill you if you roll a five. The thing is, when did Jurassic Park come out? The first Jurassic Park. Ninety four. Okay, I think so it was ninety three, but ninety three. Yeah. Yeah, so 93. Jumanji was within a, th- a few years of us really seeing what CG could do. Like it was the earlyish right. days. Okay, right, right. Yeah. But it's just painful to watch now. Uh, isn't uh, Bonnie Hunt kind of adorable? She's fine, but right. it's just sort of making fun of like this weird. She's been worried about mental illness all of these years. Ooh, what? Uh, yeah, it's dark. It's like Return of Oz dark. And then, yeah, and then Ryan Williams is like, you left me to die 20 years ago. I've been living in fear, you bitch. She's super pissed at her because she leaves yeah. when she's a kid. And then she grows up and just basically forgets about him. And then gets, come, comes back to the house because the kids get involved. And then oh. it, re- it restarts the game. And then Ryan Williams comes out as an adult. Like, so he's stuck in Jumanji for decades. Which mm. I guess, and, and you don't see where you don't see any of that time. It's off screen, but right. he talks about it like it was the worst ever. I was living in constant terror. Fuck you, Bonnie Hut. And so it's this kind of bleak, miserable story. I don't think the ideas are bad. I just think the execution is awful. Well, and that's very different from this Jumanji, where you know Nick Jonas. He has a, a little obligatory sad moment where he realizes 20 years has passed, but there's yeah. no sense that Kelly Wand is talking about about how terrible it is to be trapped inside a, a They want to stay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, right. That's a temptation is to stay and be superheroes. Yeah. And yeah. it doesn't seem that bad. Like they want you to think Jumanji is a cool place to go. Right. So it's way different. It's like saying, come on, go into the Matrix. It's great. You can even <laughs> do Kung Fu. It's awesome. If you like dark green, palettes. Uh, how did we feel about the uh, the action sequences here? Uh, you know, <laughs> there's no sense of peril, so I it's I uh, I disagree with you on the no sense of peril thing. Really? You don't think that's a yeah in this Jumanji, you didn't think that the whole lives thing gave it stakes. I knew that they were never going to lose their last lives, and I thought, well, oh, it'll be. In Pixels, there's a thing where Adam Sandler gets a free life. I thought there'd be something like that, and it would be like a twist. But instead, they just go, okay, we got one life left, and then they just stop dying. Like, that was, it didn't really come into play, like, oh, the rule. Well, they cheated with the whole sharing of lives. You can't do that in video games. Right. So that's a twist, Kelly Wan. Didn't that, didn't you enjoy that twist? twist. (laughs) (laughs) Learning that you can. You can jimmy the system inside <laughs> the game. That's the thing. That's what kept taking me out of it and what I was bummed about is the thing that I thought would have bothered you more is just as a, as a game, Jumanji didn't seem to hold up like the rules of Jumanji. And, like, the would have bothered me, you're saying? Yeah, because that's usually oh. where you get annoyed. Well, I don't think it is. I mean, I, 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 it does so bother it, me. Games have it, rules. <laughs> it does bother me that it's not really doing anything serious to model video game rules. Like I, I think that would be a cool idea, but I think because it it's for care. kids, it doesn't care. It's just doing fun stuff for kids to enjoy. But uh, when I was yeah, did you read, read uh, the Phantom Toll Booth, that book? Uh, I know of it, but I've never read it. 
All right. Or like Wonderland, where she's just trying to figure out the rules of Wonderland as she Well, goes. Kelly Wand, I mean, we're the entertainment for kids these days is different. You know, we haven't been kids for 20, 30 years, for many years. Right. Years. But when we were kids, we got Alice in Wonderland, and now the kids would say, get Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. And it's like. Well, we're like, right. I mean, a lot is. A lot has happened since we were kids, Kelly Wan, including things like Columbine, and uh, it's like kids' entertainment is very different. And like, what is there dark kids' entertainment these days? Not much, and that's why I'm bummed for them. I feel bad. Is there anything in Dingus you would know this? Is there anything Dingus that you think your son feels about the way that, excuse me, the way that we feel now about uh, Willy Wonka? Uh, I think so. I'm hard pressed. I'm hard pressed to think about. To come up with something off the top of my head, I mean, I'm thinking about some of the graphic novels that he might have he might have read, yeah. even something like Gunnar Craig Court, which he just is starting to read, and which uh, my girlfriend's son has read a, a few times, which has some weird dark humor to it, um, and can be pretty scary. Actually, uh, I wonder. Uh, I bet I wonder if like the end, the bits in Toy Story three. Like that, where there's they're gonna burn the toys in the lava yeah, thing. Like I wonder close, if that's like yeah. dark. For, yeah. Or the uh, like the bear and brave. I remember actually seeing brave and your son being. He was a lot younger, but yep. I remember him being a little scared by the little will o wisps uh, in there. And there's what would scare you? And uh, up would maybe make you sad. I don't know. It's scary. But but like Willy Wonka, the whole movie's creepy. <laughs> well, Roald Dahl was. He had some really dark stuff to him too. Yeah, Coraline. we don't have I mean, that. So does yeah, Coralie. That's true. Coralie. So yeah, exactly. That's a good. That's actually a good example. But there's not enough Coralies. That's right. all I'm bemoaning. Like I and think, it, and when I was a kid, it seemed like there were more options, and there was also more of an emphasis on here. This isn't for you yet, but you could watch it anyway and like see adult entertainment that you didn't really right. understand. Yeah, you know, Jaws was rated PG. Nobody cared. Right. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. But now it would be a kids' movie. Like, Jaws 2 is about teenagers, but they're idiots. But now it'd be like, yeah. So, Dingus, as a dad, how do you feel about that? Like, are you glad? Because do, do you agree, Dingus, that, uh, that like, kids' entertainment seems a lot softer in general? And are you, are you glad about that? Do you mind? Does it, does it matter to you? I don't, I don't think it is. I just think I'm not coming up with, the, with examples. Okay. Uh, because I know that a lot – you know, I'm thinking about um, – uh, Another dad I know who's reading things to his kids. It just he just finished reading the Silmarillion to his kids. Um, <laughs> That's an interesting. Okay. Yeah. How, how um, they're 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 thirteen. They're they're my son's age. Um, oh. And uh, one of his kids just read uh, the Vampire Lestat. So I, I you know is one of the Hanukkah gifts I got from a kid. I got a uh, Vampire Lestat for him because his friend just read it. Um, but that's a that's a much older book. It's not, you know, it's, it's not, not scary. A, it's not me, it's long. Let me put it to you this way: like, what? Um, I, how do you feel about the fact that if Jumanji had been made when we were kids and were watching it, Dwayne Johnson would have had a gun? Kelly Wan, I presume, would be okay with that. And Kelly Wan, you like that would sure. give it itch. He would be shooting the bad guys. There might even be mild blood squibs or whatever. Like that like, would be a part a of, of entertainment. Sure, sure, exactly. That would be a part of entertainment. Uh, nowadays, that has been stripped clean from kids' entertainments. And I guess, Dingus, what I'm what I'm wondering is, do you approve of that, or do you mind, or does it matter to you one way or the other? And I, I, you know, when you say stripped of, it reminds me of the way that ET was yep. uh, right. was Whitewashed. redone 
to take the guns out and put walkie-talkies in their hands, right? And terrorists. <laughs> uh, so no, I, I I don't approve of that. I think that I think that that's something that kids should see. Like for instance, and I've talked about this before. When I was a kid, uh, I watched the movie Cloak and Dagger, and the kid in that movie kills the villain with a gun and my dad was really upset by that and i was like why are you so upset by that he's like because you shouldn't see a kid shoot somebody with a gun uh my dad was really upset by that i i I don't necessarily see that as something that a kid shouldn't see because it is something that happens and i don't see that things have gotten better because those things have been stripped out of movies um and it wasn't what's weird for me tom is that until you said uh this movie doesn't the, the good guys don't have guns in it. It, it didn't occur to me because I was focused on the things that I was seeing visually. Like there's that moment outside the, um, the transportation shed. Is that the, that right? Yep. That's the name thing? of the level. <laughs> yeah. The transportation shed level. Uh, and what I loved about that little level and what I was so, uh, distracted by was that the, the zoom in of the bad guys outside of it reminded me of far cry Two which is a game I really love. Yeah. But I didn't think about the fact that why doesn't anybody have a sniper rifle? Why can't they just pick these guys off? So, and so, so I, I wouldn't be bothered if, if that were in the movie and it does kind of bother me that it just simply isn't. I mean, that's okay. not really what I'm talking about as far as just edge. Like I don't want them to die necessarily. Well, no, but I think that Tom's making – well, anyway, I should let Tom make his own point. But I think that realistically, if the bad guys all have guns, then why can't the good guys pick them up? Because, I mean, Harrison Ford in Harrison of the Lost Ark like, right, straight, up, straight up shoots a guy with a sword. And so we loved it. That's the right. thing. It's more memorable. That's why I don't like the why. The, that's why I feel bad for the kids today. All right. Like, so memorable. Yeah. yeah. So here I do want to stand up for this because I do, and it's like smoking. Uh, in that I, I feel the representation of guns, just like in smoking, uh, just like smoking in movies. I'm happy to see that gone because I feel that that gun culture is an endemic problem in the United States. I, I feel that the, the craziness that the NRA perpetrates and that they can do this because there's it's culturally ingrained in us that yeah, it's okay to play with guns. Guns are fine. Heroes have guns. You shoot bad guys. Guns are solutions. Guns will solve action sequences. And that's something that we grew up with, and I think that that shares some responsibility with how cavalier we as a nation treat guns. So I personally am fine in my entertainment to have John McClane mowing down terrorists with a, a, a purloined submachine gun. I cheer at that. That is awesome. I want that in my entertainment. However, I am happy that when movies are made for children – when video games are rated for whether or not they're appropriate for children, the 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 pers- perspective on gunplay is a part of that rating. And I am happy to see gunplay minimized as a solution to problems and a, a viable part of an action sequence, to, less thrilling for kids. Because guns, when we grew up, were thrilling, exciting things, and I think that leads to the kind of people who – blindly support the NRA and who feel that, yeah, everybody should have a gun because then when a bad guy has a gun, people will gun the bad guy down and it'll prevent crime. Uh, So on a cultural level, on a political level, I am super happy about guns being whitewashed, as Kelly Wan would say, out of children's entertainment. 
Uh, and I don't want it to affect my entertainment, but I like the fact that Dwayne Johnson never uses a gun in this movie. It makes the movie for kids, as it should be, but uh, I, I approve of that. Do the bad guys use guns? Yeah. They mounted mounted on their machine guns, and the the I think even in the fight scene they never hit anything. But the, yeah, the the guns are what bad guys use. They're the the tool for uh, scoundrels, basically. Right. right. When Dwayne Johnson use you know pulls something out of the uh, the motorcycle, it's a flamethrower. He doesn't right. even get the <laughs> Um, and, and by the way, Dingus, it's not even to shoot the cats. It's to corral them. Like he just uses them. them to steer the cats. Yeah. And yeah. then he drives through the flames and ha ha. See you later, Jaguars. Uh-huh. See, that's a lesson for kids we can all approve of. <laughs> so, yes. Good point, Tom. <laughs> uh, I also wanted to let so uh-huh. this. The CG in this, I recently have seen uh, two movies I want to bring up that had uh, animals prominently featured in them. Um, and here we just have the crazy, wacky hippo, and then it, the animals just got less convincing as the movie went on. Uh, the hippo thing was kind of cool. That was surprising. But then the silly snake, and what did we have? We had the rhino stampede. And by the time we had tigers at the end, they were completely defanged uh, in that you know people could just split up and run through the woods and the tigers – Jaguars. Yeah, whatever they were. They were some big cats who, yeah. Uh, and they were so completely, like, one of them jumps on Jack Black and Bobby Cannavale pulls it away before it can do anything. Like, they were, they, they completely uh, minimized the scariness of these tigers in this movie, or jaguars in this movie. Um, but it, it made well, me he think. He doesn't pull him away. He's, you know, he controls animals. No, no, I know, with his mind. Like, he's, he basically right. says, okay, I've got you now. So, yeah, he doesn't have it kill Jack Black. By the way, why couldn't he uh, control the elephant? Right. Or the uh, Adat. <laughs> the elephant is nature's Adat, Kelly Wan. Yeah, it is. It's true. <laughs> That's what uh, George Lucas based the walkers on. All right, so I, I saw a movie called uh, The Mountains... But Mountain or Mountains? I think it's called The Mountains Between Us, which is based on a... A uh, baby! <laughs> it could it could be that kind of thing. It could be Alicia Vikander in it. But uh, it's based on a romance novel, which uh, is where uh, two people hire a, a Cessna. They're, they're trapped in the Denver airport because flights have been canceled because of weather, and they really need to get somewhere. It's like a surgeon who needs to get to an operation, and a woman's getting married the next day. She has to get to her wedding. Uh, so they, they charter a little Cessna to fly them out of there. And the Cessna crashes. Aww. And it's a survival drama in the wilderness for uh, like like months. Yeah. They're they're trapped in the wilderness and they fall in love, but then they're rescued and they have to deal with you know their real lives and do they really love each other? And so this is made into a movie with Idris Elba and Kate Winslet. So it's an African Queen knockoff. Oh, I like yes. your thinking, Kelly. What? It, it's more Idris like an Elba and right? Kate Winslet. He's it, the Bogart and she's the Hepburn. Kind of, uh, except it's not an adventure. It's really a romance. Uh, I can, you know what? I got to be honest. The more I think about it, the more it sounds like it'll work. <laughs> uh, it's super. It's super soft. Like you would hate how soft it is. But there are some thrilling, like survival adventure bits in it, and they're both really, really good. They don't really connect that well, but they're both really good. But uh, they also crash with an adorable dog because the pilot. The pilot has a heart attack. The pilot's Bo Bridges, and he uh, conveniently has a heart attack, and he's brought his dog along. So the crash kills – he died in, anyway. But uh, the, the dog lives, so they have a dog go along with them. And at one point, 
while Idris Elba is exploring, he's off to try to look for a way that they can escape. Kate Winslet's leg's broken. She's like laid up in the in the airplane fuselage, uh, and the dog is there taking care of her. And a mountain lion comes across the wreckage, and it's a super creepy, scary scene because it's like you know, is mountain lion going to get the dog? It's, oh my gosh, it's coming in there. And then at a certain moment, the mountain lion like snarls and gets all mean faced, and it totally looks CG. And it ruins the moment because you're like yeah. – I think they actually had a, an actual mountain lion for some of the shots, but then at a certain point, they sub in a CG mountain lion, and it just – it's it's super animated, angry, snarly face just looked terrible and ruined the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to contrast this to another moment in a movie called Bullethead, which is Cujo – but with criminals instead of a little boy in a warehouse instead of a Ford Pinto, where Adrian Brody, uh, uh, Rory Culkin – no, who's the good Culkin? Kiernan Culkin? Rory? I think it's Rory Culkin. And uh, John Malkovich, the criminals, they're hiding in a warehouse. But it turns out this warehouse was a place where dogfighting uh, was being conducted, and the guy who was putting the dogs down – didn't put one of the dogs down before the dog got to him. So there's a super mean pit bull running around in this warehouse with them. And Bullethead is not very good. It's a really clumsy script. It's super. It thinks it's Quentin Tarantino. It's not. Um, but it really has a, an appreciation for the majesty of this dog. And it's a muscular, just squat pit bull, and its ears chewed up, and its met fur is matted, and it's bloody, and, and it doesn't do the thing where when it's chasing people, it wags its tails because you know it's just playing. It looks mean and angry, and they don't CG a scary dog face on it. They just let the animal's muscles and movement uh, capture this idea that it's dangerous and powerful. And they do a little foley cheating where when it walks, they'll do a thud sound effect. To where it makes it sound like it's super heavy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I kept watching in this movie. I just kept thinking of that awesome pit bull and bullet head. Uh, and you know, why couldn't those animals have been scarier? Uh, but or have a boss animal like bullet head. I'm assuming that's well, the doc's name. Well, these are these are all video game animals, and so they're all based on a template. But we never fight them, by the way. Like the, right. there's, there's no battle against them. And that, that vulture, nothing ever comes to that vulture. Like I thought they were setting that vulture up for something scary. Um, because the vulture's creepy looking. I was like, yeah, that's going to have some payoff, right? They're gonna, it's going to do something terrible. And, uh, but none of the animal. Like it just seemed like the animals were CG afterthoughts. Which Sometimes they eat you and run over you. You just need to avoid them. That's Jumanji. Yeah, or walk alone in the woods with a torch and they leave right. you alone. Uh, yeah. But he's a professor, so they would leave him alone. Because in Jumanji, in the first Jumanji dingus, were the animals like scary or dangerous? Like, yeah, they well, kill everybody. <laughs> the lion, uh, you know, when you were talking about the the, the mountain lion in um, six days, eight nights, what was the what's the uh, the, mount- thing? the mountains between us? The mountains between us, which Baby. Makes me, which makes me think of. Uh, Actually, two books. One book is My Side of the Mountain. The other is is Hatchet, I think. About <laughs> oh, yeah, Hatchet. yeah. You told me about that. Hatchet, yeah. yeah. Hatchet sounds cool. Well, go ahead. Say Hatchet what it is. Is a, is a kid who has to survive after, like, the pilot, I think, dies of a heart attack, a heart attack or whatever. But the pilots the really need to watch their yeah. cardiovascular health. Like, yeah, pilot, come on. pilots, take an aspirin a day, see your uh, cardiologist regularly, stop having heart attacks when you're flying planes. It messes us up. Maybe yeah, flight causes 
Um, but the the lion that shows up in the beginning of Jumanji that they trap in mom's bedroom. Um, that one, the, the snarl in that isn't too bad. Isn't too bad. Uh, I just think that the monkeys are so horrible. Ew, monkeys. Ew. Yeah. There's monkeys that jump around the kitchen and mess up the kitchen and Isn't throw knives at everybody. The it's just the, do some what did you say? Don't the rhinoceroses attack this uh, black cop? It's when there's like one cop in the city. And he's like, yeah, it's what? David Allen Greer. He's, uh, you know, when, when the kid was a, a kid, David Allen Greer comes up with, uh, a, you know, basically the Jordan Air shoe. And it ruins the because the kid's dad makes shoes. He makes the best shoes in all <laughs> New England. What? Um, and, yeah, and the shoe warehouse, you know, goes. Uh, Sounds uh, like goes a Cameron Crowe movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, the uh, the shoe gets trapped in this thresher machine that ruins the machine because the kid puts it there and uh and david allen greer takes the hit for it and gets fired and then he becomes a cop but the the monkeys take over his car um and like shoot a hole through the roof with his own shotgun and then drive the cop car off into the distance Fucking and start running into people because Ew. these huge mosquitoes keep uh stinging people and 50 people right. see it's like that. skull island comes yeah to it's Ooh. it's very it's very much like that so it's it's uh and then eventually the rhinos run over everything but but it's a huge animal stampede that happens at one point in the game and all the animals just come streaming through the house and it just looks all fake and goofy right. uh, but in this they trick jumanji by throwing a bowling ball into it <laughs> i like that you <laughs> that you had the black guy addressing it by name nobody likes you jumanji yeah <laughs> very nice touch kelly wand i remember that happening vaguely <laughs> why did uh did at some point did we discover that mosquitoes are nick jonas's weakness why does he die venom no he says that at the big, he says that when they find him his weakness totally is that. weakness is venom yeah yeah well he, they but, don't show the word he talks about uh, the citronella candles Oh right, right. He says, what, "What's up? What's with all the candles? There's citronella candles because my weakness is mosquitoes, and I live alone, and I'm sleeping out in the jungle. So what are you gonna do?" I mean, they set that up pretty clearly. Right. When he said weakness, though, I, I wasn't even thinking in the game terminology. I was just thought like he hates mosquito mosquitoes. Like, I, right? Okay, that makes sense now. No, so I was like, like did, did they ever tell us? Did we see the display, or did they ever tell us that a mosquito is gonna kill him? It just seemed. Uh, no, he me, just says yeah. it because they've set that up with, you know, well, my, you know, when I eat cake, I explode. Right. I mean, I see. Right. Yeah. But yeah. then his mosquito just hits him on the back of the neck. Like, there's nothing he can do about it except wear netting or something. Kelly Wand, I'm going to need you to play that character. What? <laughs> well, I want to be the black guy. <laughs> now, Kelly Wand, we need you to be uh, Karen Gillan. Oh, God. Can you imagine? <laughs> you wouldn't need anything. You just stay at home all day. Play with yourself. But you, you're not even going to be able to aim it anymore. Oh, I don't need to aim it. She'll be wherever I land. Why isn't she Tomb Raider, Kelly Wand? Why do we get Alicia Vikander? Baby. Oh, I remember we was we were there was talk that it could be Daisy Ridley. Uh, but yeah, Karen Gillan would have been an awesome one. It could have been a Scottish Laura Croft. Oh I would my have God. loved that. But no, we get Alicia Vikander. Huh. For once, give a dude one of these roles. Jesus. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. It's sexist. It's so unfair. Can't men raid tombs and have yeah. pulp adventures? Show Gosh. us something we haven't seen before. 
I mean, what's a guy like me supposed to look to for a role model? It's terrible. And, uh, and with guns, preferably. <laughs> like Laura Croft's guns. Well, Kelly Wand, uh, guess what? You don't have to see a movie all week because wow. we are doing examples next week for a 3 by 3 of, of worst redemption scenes. Ugh. For instance, in this, maybe you didn't care for Kevin Hart's yeah. redemption. He, he got redeemed? Or Bethany. Mm-hmm. How about Bethany's redemption? Right, exactly. Kelly Wan, she learns to be less concerned about social media and appreciate life and she friends. She falls in love with an old – with a dad. Who she can never be with and she right. will have to accept that Colin Hanks, right, yeah. So maybe that – you know what? Maybe that's one of the worst redemptions she's ever seen, Kelly Wan. If you're if – you're, have a redemption like that that you're thinking yeah that's terrible here's another one that's terrible send that in to 3x3 at quarter to three dot com and uh we'll talk about it next week where we're going to bring you three of our worst redemptions from movies bethany Um, from jumanji got it take notes write that down yeah (laughs) so join us for that next week we'll uh be doing a dedicated three by three episode and then we'll be following that in january we're doing movies all month and boy that's going to be a slog there's yeah. some awful stuff. January is looking awfully bleak. And then at the end of January, we'll do a, another 3 by 3 We'll close out the months with these. So if you uh, have some terrible redemptions you'd like us to read on the air, send those to 3x3 at quarter3.com by midnight, December 31st, uh, 2017. So join us next week. I am Tom Chick. I have been here with Christian Malinsky. It's Christian Morosky. And Kelly Wand. Is Chimanji the name of the jungle or Danny Houston's name? I'd never stop gilling her. I prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have what, eight more recharged? cycles to go before we get to Oregai 6? Is that a question, yes, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. Or Karen, or... What do you think, Dingus? I'm just saying you're a babe, Kelly Wan. Own it. Uh. Hmm.